Okay, shall we start? Namaste and a very happy birthday because it's everybody's birthday, I feel. If the father would not be there, then the children would not be here. <laughs> so, and yes, a very special day for us. It is Shurabindo's birthday and as a gift, India's independence was given to him. Thank you for those beautiful lines, Neil. I was deeply touched by the idea of independence and dependence. There are lines to ponder about and to live by. This idea of existing independently can only fructify in the real sense. If we become independent of the ignorance and the ego self and become dependent on the divine. Because thus we unite with the divine. And it's only, there is only one independence that's truly possible and it is union with the divine. There is no other independence, all other kinds of ideas of independence because that's how creation remains aligned to the ever unfolding truth of the Supreme. And I must also touch upon the idea which uh, dear brother Narad just spoke about the boards and <laughs> the thought that came to me. Uh, well, man has already disturbed the balance of creation as it was uh, in the animal kind. There is no doubt about it. And the mother described there is a purpose why this has happened. And we can't go back to that old animal self. Let's be very clear. That balance has been disturbed. Just by preserving this here and preserving that there, we cannot go back to that. We have to go one step further. That's where she asks us to go to the next level. Not to go back because that pristine purity of nature where all creatures were in some kind of a harmony, that is gone. We can't go back a million years behind when man was still roaming in the wilds. To think of that is to really go far, far, far behind this idea of going back to nature. That's not our slogan. Our slogan is go forward to the supernature. Because hidden behind nature, there is a supernature which is working and unfolding itself. And that's what the future is about. How we will get there, the mother's help is there. It's a journey. It has its challenges. It has its all the issues. But one thing we know is what is not to be done. <laughs> I remember many years back and I was discussing this on the way with Ramna Ranji. There was a meeting in Delhi of uh, people who were um, uh, claiming to be pioneers of the new world. And one, <laughs> one of them, I don't know how I was there. And one of them, he had uh, named himself as Purna Swatantra. So sometimes we feel that because I have named myself Swatantra, I become Swatantra. Free of everything. <laughs> so he made a very interesting, strange remark. He said, all that is okay, you people talk about Shurabinda, but Shurabinda is gone, that is past now. We have to carry the work forward. So I couldn't uh, but feel amused and say, you know, the mother has said quite the contrary. She has said, Shurabinda is the future, advancing towards its own realization. And I added in a sort of a, uh, like a remark full of pun, I said, what he is saying is, as he is moving into the future, catch me if you can. And he is moving so fast that you cannot see him. It's like, you know, a star vanishes. The mother once said that I am 
moving very very fast and you people cannot even catch me cannot even glimpse so why we do not see shrubinda and the mother is because they are moving very fast towards the future it's a big challenge to catch up because they are the future and when they use the word future normally we think of future with either a linearity or in a circular motion by circular motion i mean time moves up and then comes back down so things which were which you know manifest then again they are destroyed and broken like the cycle sopralaya or we think in linearity whatever happened in the earlier was past today is present tomorrow is future so the vedas the upanishads the gita are past <laughs> that's not how future is understood when we speak about uh, creation from the divine point of view we have this idea of the ashwath tree which draws its nourishment from above it's a cosmic tree so things enter the cosmos and then they enter into a whole cycle they change things in a new way different combinations but where is the future future is not yet in the cosmos i am talking of one particular cycle of civilization it is hidden in the transcendent that's how it is described in uh, in in the uh, vedas and the upanishads that where is the future it is in that state of poorn pragya where the seeds of creation are from there they enter into hiranyagarbha the eternal dreamer and then from there they enter into the jagrat the virat and it happens to us also how do things begin they begin suddenly there is a new idea which enters us before that our future is based on our limited understanding there is a fly uh, not fly a bee which stings very badly and there is the flower which smells very beautifully and our idea of future is pluck the flower and kill the bee because it stings but the divine idea of future is bring them together and create honey honey is the future and look at how it is it is it, see how nature can teach us because there is the super nature hidden behind you're talking about this uh, you know just now brother narad was hinting the shadow and things to come <laughs> look at this marvel in nature that there is the bee that stings very badly if a never get bit by a honey you know honey bee you it's an emergency by the way on the other hand there is a flower it, it can do nothing except give you beautiful fragrance but when the two come together there is the honey which is something very strange that's how future is created look at the story of sagar manthan there are the asuras who are out to destroy creation the power hungry the ambition driven and there are the devas who want to bring light and both come together and the result is at the end of course the nectar of immortality and what comes before that is wish the kalkut the the poison we all know that story he who doesn't have the capacity to swallow the poison and hold it in his neck is not the adhikari is not the cannot become the claimant to the nectar of immortality how interesting it is if you want to run away from the poison that life will throw you know they are people often they when they meet a challenge they just uh, 
no no i don't want to why because things don't not happening according to my idea i was just sharing with geeta ben i just see if in ashram we where to do like this that oh this is not following my idea then every day i would be <laughs> leaving the work <laughs> and joining next day like there was this famous ashram person who one, one day told um, uh, of course humorously he said stopping smoking it is very easy is it i do it every day a real story so it is something like that but you see this is the challenge this is the challenge it gives that the wager wonderful which comes through the struggle and the wrestle and the clash and the clasp and the conflict of forces and if you want to avoid it there is no future see this is how we see the gita one of the most beautiful books ever given to mankind are given in the setting of a war and that itself is so magnificent gita is not revealed in an ashram sit nicely coolly come we'll have a nice talk shri krishna doesn't say that <laughs> it takes arjuna to the battlefield of life and arjuna wants to escape from there and shri krishna says i'm preparing the future and where are you running away and he says no sir this is this is not future this cannot be future there are people who think of oroville like that no oroville is a dream that has gone away but oroville is a dream that is manifesting precisely through the things that we think are opposing the dream it is that's how the future is created that's the beauty of it there is the adaptation adjustment there is the new things which come the mind gets prepared for something new and eventually that idea seeps into the human system and then it you know begins to manifest at a time for example there are ideas we talk about future and past in terms of what has happened was past the mother at one place says that shobindo does not belong to the past or to history he belongs to the future what does it mean so it is like there are ideas which are born prematurely and they cannot fructify because the earth is not ready we have the typical example of the french revolution all the people they i mean what they would have felt i mean i'm leaving aside napoleon but danton and you know robespierre and what they would have felt oh we just fought for freedom equality and fraternity where did that idea originate from shobindo says a yogi sitting on the himalayan mountain tops dreams of fraternity equality and unity and you see armies and revolutionaries march over the european um, continent and then the idea spills over today is india's independence day and i think uh, perhaps i think maybe many are aware many may not be aware uh, have you read anybody the indian constitution what does it begin with the three great ideas are you aware that it is there in the indian constitution liberty equality fraternity it starts with that it is so interesting and shobindo speaks so much about it we have the logo satyameva jayate but in the parliament what used to happen still happens to a large extent is lies and yet satyameva jayate is the future that is the beauty of the future future is not something to be seen with uh, you see death of a um, apparent you know something which was denied went away it returns 
That's how we see the Vedas are still relevant. They are not past. They have survived the onslaught of civilizations and they refuse to perish. They refuse to perish because they contain it in itself something that transcends time. That's why I love this word Sanatana Dharma. And it is that which connects us to the future. What does it mean? That within the cosmos, there is a movement, there is a dharma given for a certain cycle. Dharma is the law of unfolding according to which things are moving. And if you try to imagine the future based on all this, you cannot conceive. There is no way one can conceive. But then the future is held back in the eternal. And suddenly he lets slip one little drop of the future into the cosmic consciousness. And it is so powerful. It begins to change things. Things begin to stir. Like sometimes a little drop of uh, uh, something beautiful, not uh, sulfuric acid, but you know, just a drop is enough to suddenly change the entire organization of things that are around. So future comes from beyond time. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not in terms of time. It comes from beyond time and it enters into the realm of time. The realm of time is the cosmic consciousness. Several time space domains are there and we need not go into that. Where it goes through cycles, comes back, goes back again and again. But the future belongs to something which is beyond the realm of time. Sanatana. Sashwat. What words these are. So from there the future comes. And when it enters, it begins to set everything into a new rhythm and a new motion. So what happens when things are set into a new rhythm and a new motion? The old things are disturbed. They better be disturbed. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> this idea of living forever in comfort zones may have been very nice in the 60s when, you know, both... India and America, <laughs> on one side there was the idea of a new world because some idea was caught. In India it took the form of those um, sentimental songs that, you know, a world where all will be griefless, very nice. <laughs> but that just because something has come and is beginning to disturb, that time nobody knew that the world is going to change so drastically. People just felt the rumblings, murmurs, 60s. Something is happening, which is amiss. That is the time in 60 when the uh, UNO, that time Secretary General, I think it was Youth Hunt, if I am not mistaken, he said, if we need to change man to create a balanced world order, we need to do it. It's time to do it. Now, where did this idea come from? So, where does the future declare itself first? It declares itself in the thought and aspiration of man. So all of us who are here, for example, in this mother's garden and, and, and the mother's larger garden that Auroville is, and one day that this world will become her visible garden house, that's how in Savitri we have those lines. Where does this future declare itself? Not outside through the beating of drums, very gently. As Shubindu says in Savitri, a stealth of God compel the heart to bliss. Where was the future when all the great 
tyrant kings who were dominating India at a point of time are rebirth. India is much later. It was quietly playing in Nandgaon, Bridge Bhumi, doing all its tricks, <laughs> flirting around with the cowherds, men and women, while Kansa and Jarasandh and all the Shashupal, Rukmi, such kings, Hastinapur, gigantic goes, each wanting to swallow this entire world. But where was the future? Quietly sitting in the lap of Mayasoda. And there is a nice little story about it. So the story goes that once there was a lecture given by Durvasa Rishi around Govardhan Parvat. People know, no? Govardhan is in Vrindavan nearby Bridge Bhumi. And uh, people asked him one question, only one question. Like just Narad Bhai reminded me of that question. They asked, You know the future. You are a Rishi who can see the future. Tell me, frankly, is there any hope for us vis a vis Kansa's reign? <laughs> so, Druasa looks into the eyes of Krishna. He knows. And he inwardly communicates to Krishna, Shall I reveal the secret? And Krishna tells him, You say whatever you want to say. People will understand what they I want them to understand. <laughs> so Durvasa puts it cryptically. He says, You know, when a little child lifts up this mountain on his little finger, know that the time of Kansa's uh, rain to end has come and then he walks away now there are three groups of people who sit around one says basically he said it cannot happen Kansa will Kans will live forever and dominate forever the materialists there were others who said well we believe in heaven this is possible little children can lift up big mountains so what he meant is when we die, then there we will have a recompense for all our trials. One day there will be the judgment and in the heaven we will see the religionists. And the third group, one child says, Mama, I don't want to go to school. Why? I want to eat ghee, makhan and do exercises. Why? Didn't you hear what he said? When a child lifts up, maybe I am that child, who knows? Sure, have been those devotees. The future shapes itself in children. It's something so beautiful. All creation, these flowers, teachers, one of the things is how creation unfolds from within outward. From darkness towards light. Every flower teaches us this basic lesson. How it unfolds. And what is the secret of its unfolding? Flower teaches us, keep turning toward the sun. It doesn't care who is taking my smell. Oh, this fellow doesn't deserve. Oh, he is doing something contrary. No, it doesn't do that. It just gives itself to the sun. And that's all that is required. It can be so simple as that. To give ourselves to the divine with complete trust, confidence, abandon. The sun that is taking care of my blooming will take care of every other aspect of this planet earth. I must blossom like a flower. By opening myself to the sun. This is the whole secret. That the flowers are here to teach us. That's the future. But 
the past holds us and what is the past past is not a change of dress it's not what is no more fashionable people often say oh this dress is out of fashion don't worry don't throw it away after 20 years it'll be in fashion again future is not fashionable future is not fancy ideas and fanciful imagination future is nothing that can be conceived from the limits of this present it is something new so new that even our minds cannot conceive it and to have this idea that our mind can conceive it is itself a block in the way to the future it will express so what is required for our minds to be open what is the past the various comfort zones in which humanity has so far lived comfortably the comfort zones of this system that system democracy for example mother says shobindo gave her a ball which had grown old and asked give it to me just imagine shobindo playing with a tennis ball and asking me that it has grown old he wants her to change it and mother looks at it laughs and says yes yes it must be changed and she says that ball is guess what democracy at that level <laughs> time has come to change it what is going to come we don't know it is not she of course describes she speaks about something and we have a tendency to put it again into another slot but that's a different matter it doesn't work reason is failing us everywhere our own life has not run according to what our reason and our parents reason and our grandparents reason would have imagined it to be sudden turns unexpected thing that's how the future is made up of so what is this future which is going to unfold comfort zones of ideas ideologies religions none of this is going to save us it has done its bit and it's gone its days are over so what should we do something beyond conceptions all these systems constructs this ism that ism communism capitalism all these they are not going to help us so what is going to help us and she has told us something very simple beautifully described in savitri it says we must dare to surrender to her absolute her simple vast supremacy confess a very simple thing practice what does it mean the mother knows better than i do and if i have trust she will reveal to me the reason she is not an autocrat but we are not ready to listen she she says something there is a reason behind it we don't understand but when we say oh she is outdated then we are blocking the future because we are already dated we don't realize as human beings we are dated <laughs> we are living on time extension like an expiry date drug so before we get outdated we must remember she when when it is said should be there the mother come from the future it means their words their guidance show us the way toward the future we need to receive it with beautiful thing which uh, just now brother narath shared a bouquet of humility one of the things that one develops spontaneously today is darshan day and few thoughts that come when you have the darshan of shirobindo 
वन इज वॉट मैजेस्टी वॉट ग्रैंड्योर नो वर्ड्स कैन नो लॉजिक कैन एक्सप्लेन इट लाइक द हिमालयाज इन वन ऑफ इज ओन ट्रांसलेशन ऑफ कालिदास द लिनियज ऑफ रघु ही डिस्क्राइब्स लाइक द हिमालयाज सिटिंग विद इट्स हैंड्स डिपिंग ऑन बोथ साइड्स इन द ओशियन लाइक दैट वेन वी लुक एट श्योर बिंदो दैट इज द इमेज दैट कम्स वॉट कॉम्पैशन when the future comes into the present that's what the avatar is meant to do the avatar is the future sliding into the present to lead the march of mankind through a narrow gorge through a crisis of events the second world war the first world war when we look at it and how we have escaped as shubindu says we have narrowly escaped the bluff of hitler so that's when he comes because humanity would otherwise collapse and he comes from far giving us the tidings but it's not just tidings and good news that he brings he also shows us the way and for the first time so another thing that comes when we look at shubindu is humility you see whatever we may think oh we are somebody or someone and uh, our degrees and biodata is seems so stupid when you stand before shubindu <laughs> it all looks so facile Imagine telling Shurabindo, "I am an MD in medicine who has done from." <laughs> He would smile. My child, you may be MD, but you are an ignorant fellow. You don't know the causes of illness. You don't know its cure. You don't know anything about anything. He wouldn't say because he's a perfect gentleman, and so the heart is full of gratitude because for the first time we have many firsts with Shurabindo. One of them is that for the first time we have. the divine writing and speaking so abundantly otherwise people fight over the scripture most scriptures are written after 200 300 years back and then later on and then there are interpolations extrapolations all kinds of things we see all the religions they are having this problem with the scripture <laughs> i don't know how the gita escaped it <laughs> because vyas did a very smart thing it's part of the mahabharata so it's not something which you can just independently change it's a very smart move <laughs> it's there in the mahabharata you can't just suddenly lift it out and start saying no no he said this and he meant it it is a revealed scripture but in a very beautiful way amazing way we may debate whether krishna said or vyas heard it's all the same <laughs> it escaped it's one of the scripture no other scripture escaped even mahabharata people have tried to you know the extrapolations ramayana we know valmiki ramayana but sure bindu didn't want to take any chance so we have 35 volumes and with the mother 30 volumes or 31 volumes if you include the uh, you know agenda writings so now and many others so she has they have shown us the path with such clarity and detail I just can't imagine when I read it. The first response is tears of gratitude, and then they have left us free, dangerous freedom. You want to follow the same thing. All divine beings do that. Sri Krishna at the end of everything tells Arjuna, Arjuna, I have said what I had to say. You are free to decide and choose. So what they have left with us is still our choice. they have not snatched our choice this fundamental right so what happens we may choose wisely and for that they have given enough hints 
At one place, what does Shubhendu speak about this path? He says the mother is the destination and the mother is the goal and the mother is the path. How simple! And at the place he says, No, no. What should we know, sir? He's not saying no about the super mind and how it operates. He says very simply, No, that the mother loves you. And you are the mothers. Base your life on this one single truth. Can there be anything more simple? Can the path be more simple than this? He is not saying love the mother. Loving the, we can't love even human being. We can't even love our objects which are at our disposal. Poor fellows. Forget about loving the divine. When somebody says, I am doing bhakti of the divine, I say, my God. (laughs) It's only when something of his love spills out of us, then we can say, bhakti is born. Bhakti is not something born in the human heart. It comes from the divine, touches our uh, core. We are filled with that love and it spills over and we call it bhakti. But the original lover is only one. And look at, that love, he just is asking us to open to that love by having this trust that know that the mother loves you. How beautiful, simple life can be. He gives the core secret of this yoga to turn psychically towards the mother. Psychically. It makes the straight response. It doesn't go by appearances. And then the mind becomes quiet because unnecessarily we are all the time Fomenting trouble. This is like a steam boiler. <laughs> People have to, after some time, let off the steam. And they let it off through eyes. There are several, you know, like a steam cooker. So through the eyes, look at some time their gaze and looks like, oh my God, he's so angry. He doesn't realize. And if you tell them, why are you so angry? I'm not angry. <laughs> so you know that. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> You're not angry, fine. <laughs> Or they let it off through facial expressions and worst of all is speech. Even action is okay. But speech is something you can't know. You don't know where it has hurt. You don't know where is the arrow. Where to take it out and it continues to remain for years. Years. I have seen this. And sometimes you have to take a lot of effort and sincerity to pluck out one thorn which is still in the flesh somewhere and when you think about the person or see the person it somewhere tickles and to take out that thorn that's how words can be so so the steam is released or sometimes the eyes also but then it fills up again because the boiler is gone <laughs> but the right way is to release it upward to turn it toward the divine to cook the dish for the divine, offer it to the divine. Then the future unfolds because the key to the future is with the mother. At one place, somebody asked, Shurabindo, Niruddha asked, people are saying that, well, now that the supramental force is here or will be here, when the supramental force is here, so uh, then they can directly open to the supramental force. After all, it's a force. Shurabindo says, very dangerous proposition Theoretically, yes, but all who have tried it have landed into a copper. Because you, you, uh, 
in fact he says you have to open to the mother and the mother only not even to the force these are his words force is impersonal even if we were to open to the true force 99% it won't happen when somebody once asked the mother i think it was pradyodha that in bengal there is such a problem this problem she said yes but that's inevitable because bengal rejected shirobindo that time didi's rule was not here didi has come now even before didi you see that's a fact bengal eulogizes shirobindo but in practice nothing of shirobindo is there as far as the governance of bengal is concerned why that india as we could equally say about india now we have at least admitted accepted otherwise 10 years back there was nothing of shirobindo independence day anything so at least one step forward slow snail speed but whatever it is so he said mother but you are there she says yes my child but i have given the charge to the supramental it doesn't care it is truth consciousness if you fool around with it it's a consciousness which is so mighty so tremendous so prachand if you degrees the sun upscales its temperature or lowers we had it all life can go to a grinding halt just a few degrees that's all it has to do nothing else so that's how the supramental acts and the mother knew it so therefore we see she continued beyond 56 she could have withdrawn there is a prayer of her now that the supramental manifestation started and the force is here should i uh, she needed a sign that she could withdraw and uh, she stays back why because she must bring the divine love 62 the event of 13th oblique 14th april 1962 and then she says now it is done it is done it is done then she says she says because divine love is the cushion otherwise human beings are going to fall miserably and they will break their backs and break their bones <laughs> but divine love will still shelter them at the core of everything this divine love that has been activated but how beautiful if we can just open to this divine love in a very simple beautiful way and the best way to open to divine love is by love in one of the passages someone asked the mother you see it's a paradox and this connects even with this story mother it is said in the dhammapada that we should love even those who hate us isn't it mother feeling very great about it that's how this you know we should love nature we should love this we should love that mother says my child all that is okay but what about loving someone who loves you hates you is later on <laughs> theory but somebody who loves you and then she says isn't the divine pouring his love so we won't love the divine why because it is sentimentalism but we love everything else in our own ignorant way isn't it a paradox we don't even know how to love love without wisdom can be as dangerous very dangerous to love truly to love divinely that is the future we love the past we love our ideologies we love the baggages that we have brought with us 
we love all the things that have gone in the past but when it comes to the future there is a resistance very strange if you analyze i have seen so much um, and sometimes it it pains deeply when i hear something like oh mother is now i'm being very frank because it's oh mother is now past she is no more there 73 i don't know whether you have been unfortunate to hear it or not but uh, something like a fire burns here and i have heard it even some devotee who said when mother was there so once i had to stop the person very well known person i said please don't say that so she said no no you won't understand i said i very much understand what you are saying you don't understand what i am trying to tell you and then i had to explain this thought that the mother was never occurred to any of us who were fortunate enough not to have her darshan with these eyes to us she was always was divine and the divine never dies and she no 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 when we were there this used to happen i said even now she takes care in every small detail every little thing she takes care so should i go by my experience or your physical vision that you know she was there and then 17th november 1973 that's why i don't like these many of these standard biographies she is eternal and she says there has never been a point of time when i was not there upon earth and what were they doing they were carrying on the evolution and this is always moving further and further in one of his aphorisms shobindo hints that see during the age of mahabharata shri krishna sat on one side and there was the opposition on the other side and he says who knows when he comes again he may be on a totally different mission and a vision and we may be looking for he may live look into the you know sit on a world chariot and we may still be looking for a limited side at one point mother says if you are taking sides you are in the falsehood there are no two sides there is only one side and what is that one side the divine whatever helps the divine manifestation in our little way in our small little way let's do that let's do what we have been told to do each of us in our own fields and that is how the future will come closer not through debates discussions analysis engaging into a kind of war we have seen enough of that and we are still seeing enough of it but wherever we are placed in the whatever humblest of positions just to remain open like this to the mother receive her inspiration and to continue to do that what happens to others is not our concern if we can follow this one simple advice collective life will become so much better people will do what they have to do the world forces will unroll the way they have to unroll to every action there will be a consequence and a reaction the reactions may be good the reactions may be terrible it may be kali's blow it can be lakshmi gentle sweetness leave it to the world march it has its own ways yes of course if i am caught in the war i have to fight <laughs> if i am there right on the chariot but be sure that krishna is with you we should never say knowingly or unknowingly 
I hope God is on my side. We should say, I hope I am on God's side. And I think that is what opens the door to the future. This little change in us. Nothing much is required. This little change. Wherever the ego comes, he says repeatedly for the future, tell the ego, your hour is gone. It's so easy to recognize the ego in the vital and the physical because the mind can watch it. But very difficult to recognize in the mind. My idea, my opinion, my viewpoint, according to my, me, things should happen. If they don't happen, the ego gets hurt. But that's precisely because we are living in and by the mental ego. It took time. For, when I joined the ashram, in spite of all this training and striving, it took time to understand. And I shared just one, two experiences and then we'll stop. One was when I joined the marbling department. So I felt very happy and proud being a doctor, joining the marbling department. And I said, now I have overcome the ego of the professional. Professionals are extremely difficult for the re- to get rid of the ego. <laughs> Till one day, my Air Force friend walked in, who at some point was had the same rank as mine, being commander, and he had then been promoted to group captain. I had left the service. So naturally, so he came and he was shocked to see me in the marbling department. He thought I have come to buy the saris and buy the things. And so, uh, nice meeting you, Vinko, and after those pleasantries, I said, yes, what do you want? He said, no, no, I will contact somebody. I said, no, I am that somebody you are looking for. <laughs> Showed all the saris. And they were embarrassed. And I realized there is still some old fellow is still sitting out there. And they are feeling embarrassed. How do they connect to me this way that, you know, I am selling saris? So then I had to quieten them and say, you know, I am not just selling saris. I am doing mother's work. You would understand that when one does mother's service, it's a very different thing altogether. <laughs> one can sell saris, one can cut grass. Whatever one may do, it's a different world altogether. Well, they didn't understand that's a different story. After that, the second experience was, it took another turn. So when I went to our nursing home, I had worked in one of the centers and two, three centers. And I, I must clean the photographs myself every day. All the photographs. So I started you know, putting stool on my own. I volunteered. I nobody is required. So I started doing very happy, joyously. At last, I found the place where I can just be myself <laughs> fully. And Two days, three days. First I got messages. No, no, don't have to do it. No, don't do it. Etc, etc. I didn't realize. Then I realized what message is going is something very different. The message is, he is showing off how much of bhakti he has so that he can take the lead and step into somebody else's chair. I said, thank you so much. I back off. I don't want to do that. This was not a work which was given to me. It was a work given to somebody else. It was not a work given to me. So I realized what nowadays we hear, Kaide me raho, to faide me raho Be within, wherever she has placed us, there we should be and do it beautifully and opening to, the, to her. And then over years, this thing gets into you. You slowly realize the world will be what it is still. It has its own process. It will change. It's bound to change. But we don't have those mechanisms and the tools. 
Mother spoke of collective harmony as a thing that only the divine can realize. It is the future. We don't know how to put a honeybee and a flower and artificially join them together and bring out artificial honey. There is nothing like that, you know, like artificial intelligence. We don't have the... Because we don't know the intent that, that drives creation. And only the divine holds the intents. And by stopping things on the surface doesn't help because the intent will still come up. So, while the world march goes on, sometimes it may be very frustrating and we must remember those lines from Savitri. How shall the end be vain when God is kind? However man's flesh may tire and his will, However man's flesh may tire, a conscious will prevails over his choice. And that conscious will, the divine will which is operating in creation, has brought out of itself or herself this new element, this new substance, this new energy, this new power, this new force which is now operating in this creation. And people speak about one or a will. Whether the dream is working or not, let me close with a paradox. There are many, many Aurovilles I see springing up in the world at so many places. And when I say I see it, I'm saying it in the way when once Mrilali Devi and Shobindu's sister, Sarojini, they were sitting in Shillong and suddenly, Mrilanli Devi remarked, How beautiful this city is. If you sit on the upper tire of Shillong and look down, you will see those three tires, cities in several, like Aizol. Those who have been to the northeast will probably understand. So suddenly, uh, you know, Sarojini remarked, Such a beautiful city. Shobindo's wife, Mrilanli Devi, says, You don't know. There is a much more beautiful city that resides. In the heart of your brother, those were days you don't take the name of your husband. Much more beautiful city that resides in the heart of your brother. We don't know whether she understood or not. But one of the manifestations of that city is Auroville. It is going to be simply because it is the dream of the Lord. How? When? Leave it to time to answer it. Thank you so much. I think we can close here. Today is a beautiful day. Not a day for question answers. <laughs> but if someone has any. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Happy Darshan.